It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a great weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. For more information on our guests, more information on the show, reach out to us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. On Facebook, we can be found at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there now, like us there now on Facebook, or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app like Podcast One and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. April is Alcoholism Awareness Month. Here this morning to talk about alcoholism and treatment programs available here in Cincinnati. We're joined by John Cummings. He's with the Mental Health Recovery Board serving Warren and Clinton counties. Welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. John, how are you? Welcome back. I am great, Rodney. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here again. All right. Pleasure is all ours. So let's talk about this, the Mental Health Recovery Board serving Warren and Clinton counties. You've been on the show before, but Mm -hmm. remind our listeners what you are and what you guys do. Sure. The board is uh, set up to deliver and make sure that mental health and addiction services are delivered to people of all shapes, sizes, income levels, and all that. Our responsibility is to plan, fund, monitor, and evaluate the system of public services that are available uh, to people in the community. So we try to make sure that everything is available to people regardless of income uh, brackets or anything that that might be a barrier to their uh, getting help. Now, April is Alcoholism Awareness Month. Let's start with some of the general facts. What do we know about alcoholism? Well, we know that alcohol itself is a depressant for people. Um, When they use it, they use it in order to try to, you know, build things a little bit more. But in reality, what it does to your body is depressed systems within in the body. So, you know, you want to make sure that you get educated about what's happening with with the use and and the types of things that happen to you with alcohol use as well. That's the whole purpose of Alcohol Awareness Month. So we've talked about this before, but alcoholism has different consequences for men and women. Um, Let's talk about that this morning. Exactly. You know, it's body composition, basically. You know, when people, you know, look at men and women, you know, men tend to have a little more muscle mass, types of things like that. And and alcohol is absorbed in the muscle mass itself. So with less muscle in the body, you know, there's more alcohol traveling through the body. and, and, And women tend to have a little less muscle mass than men most of the time. So that's, that's one of the big things that we want to help people understand is that, you know, when you take a a typical drink, you know, it's going to affect you in a very different way from somebody else, you know, whether it's a man or woman and each man, you know, might have a little bit of a different, you know, effect on them as well as same with women. So you just want to be able to understand that, you know, with each intake of, of alcohol, you're going to have some sort of effect and you're going to need to compensate for that in order to function, you know, in the rest of the day. Some people use alcohol as a coping mechanism, as we talked about briefly before we came on, Um, you know, and so, you know, people have to understand how it's affecting them, what they can do, you know, as a result of that. And so going back to our off-air conversation, we were talking about um, the impact COVID has had on alcoholism and the use of alcohol. Um, What are you guys finding and what do we know about that? Over the course of COVID um, from 2020 on, you know, 
when we were all cooped up inside, you know, and things like that, we were all looking for a way to kind of cope with that new situation. It was new to a lot of people. A lot of extroverts, you know, had a real problem, you know, because they weren't being able to socialize and and get out and and about with people. And alcohol was one of the coping mechanisms that people used. We saw a really sharp increase in sales of alcohol throughout the early period of COVID anyway, and all through that first year of COVID as well. So, you know, people were using it as a way to escape, a way to get past all of this isolation feeling and things like that. So that's what we started to see, you know, as an, as a board and in other boards across the state, we're seeing that as well. Um, so we wanted to help people understand, okay, here's one way, you know, that you're using this and here's some help for you. Here are ways to, other ways to cope. Here are other ways to talk about it, uh, talk about what you're feeling. And, you know, if you need help to get past all this, we're here to do that with you as well. And it seemed like just to me on social media um, during that time, there were a lot of alcohol recipes and everybody <laughs> trying to make the perfect this or perfect that. And I'm sure that didn't help out at it didn't. all. It didn't. It, it, it didn't. I mean, you know, yes, you want to have fun mm-hmm. with, with things and all that stuff. But you also have to understand that, you know, there are consequences for what you're doing. And, you know, you have to adjust your lifestyle to that. Some people, you know, have a little trouble with that. But we, you know, we want to make sure that people understand the consequences of alcohol and and what happens to yourself, to your body um, on that and what and some of the things that you can do to cope better. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're speaking to John Cummings. He's with the Mental Health Recovery Board serving Warren and Clinton counties. For more information, reach out to us on social media. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app like Podcast One and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Now, let's talk about this, John, if you will. Now, you know, a lot of people, we like to drink, you know, you you want like a little drink with, you know, you're watching the game, you're drinking beers, sure. um, you might drink a glass of wine every night with dinner. Some people do that. When do you know that you have a problem as opposed to it not being a problem? Usually the problem shows up in other ways. You know, okay. you may not notice it, but your family does Okay, or the people around you do. So, you know. Things like taking away from the things that you used to do all the time. If there was some form of exercise that you did for a lot of time and then you're starting to drop out of that, you know, or drop out of social things that you used to do if you were a part of clubs and things like that. And then all of a sudden you're not taking the time to that. You're, you're looking more toward having the drink versus going out and socializing with people. That's when you're, there is a sign of a problem you know, that's forming or has formed or things like that. Your family will notice that probably a little more sooner, perhaps, than you will, you know, necessarily, because they start to see the changes in the things that they used to do all the time together, you know, those types of things. Coworkers will start to notice those things as well when you don't go to lunch like you used to with them or maybe you're, you know, you're isolating a little bit more. So things like that will start to show up. If they start to show up in, in long-term types of things, two weeks or more, you know, reach out, you know, it's time to, you know, maybe talk about it and see if that is, you know, becoming more of an issue that needs help. Okay. Now let's talk about the negative health impact 
that alcoholism has on the body. And we talked about how it impacts women and men differently. But let's talk about some of the health ramifications of alcoholism. Sure. You know, when you look at the physical aspects of things, you know, it changes how you think. You know, it changes your ability to think and react. Absolutely. You know, for the body, you know, you're going to slow down. You know, your reaction time is going to slow down. That's one of the consequences of, of all of this. Some of the other pieces of it, you know, you start to slur your speech. You start to, you know, do different things that, you know, maybe weren't things that you would do normally. You know, you take chances and things like that. Those those are the types of things. And not that, good chances. No, no, that's we right. Talk about that liquid courage. Yeah. Absolutely. You mm-hmm. know, you start to feel like invincible sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, people will start to feel like they can do anything. You know, and that's truly not the case. You know, things things can happen. You know, there are some deadly consequences that happen. But, you know, you can also, you know, create some bigger issues for yourself spending money, you know, that you you really don't have necessarily. And then you find yourself in heavier debt than you already are. So, you know, lots of things can happen um, with alcohol use that, you know, if going unchecked, you know, can lead to really bigger problems for your in life. Okay. Now, earlier we talked about the impact of COVID, but what do we know about some of the factors that lead most people to abuse alcohol? They tend to be, you know, social factors. A lot of times, you know, people will, you know, have a consequence of maybe a job loss or, you know, some other issue in their family, you know, maybe divorce or, or something is happening, you know, in their family. Um, that, that tends to create a crisis situation and people need some coping mechanism to deal with that. You know, alcohol tends to be one of those coping mechanisms for people. And when they turn to that and start depending on that, then that creates the issue you know, that is probably going to lead to a need for counseling or therapy. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, April is Alcoholism Awareness Month. This morning, we're speaking to John Cummings. He's with the Mental Health Recovery Board serving Warren and Clinton counties. Now, let's talk about binge drinking. Explain to us what that is and what that looks like. It's really the most common pattern of excessive alcohol use. You know, we see that a lot in college students, for example, you know, when and I remember back in my college days, fraternities and things like that, we used to have a lot of parties or teas as we <laughs> yeah, yeah. call them right mm-hmm. but you know beer is accessible you know to a lot of people in those situations binge drinking you know tends to be you know something where you're doing a lot of alcohol in a short amount of time when you think about um one in six adults you know are binge drinkers you know and that they tend to take a little bit of time you know and spend you know maybe having two three drinks in an hour you know that can be binge drinking Okay. Binge drinking is really common among young adults. You talked about the college days, but... It is. It is. 18 to 34. You know, we see that most common in that age group um, and nearly twice as common among men as in women. You know, we see a lot more men, you know, doing, um, you know, drinking games, drinking things associated with sports, for example. You know, they tend to do that a lot of times. But it's also common among people with higher incomes, with uh, you know people who are in uh, non-Hispanic uh, communities or live in the Midwest. You know, the Midwest tends to have a lot more uh, binge drinking associated with it than other areas of the country. Okay. Now, what about underage drinking? You talked about the college years again. You talked mm-hmm. about that. But a lot of times you're underage at yeah. that point. Now, what do we know about 
underage drinking and maybe alcoholism as well. We know it gets it's available to underage people. You know, as kids get older, they want to experiment. And that's a natural kind of growing ritual in a way for kids. But we know that, you know, kids are seeing it, you know, and they're modeling the behavior. That's where that comes from. They model what they see in adults as well. And they think, well, you know, let's give it a try. It's a lot less common in this as we, you know, get into this uh, younger age group than we've seen in the past, you know, and that's great. You know, people are making more and better decisions around that and they're getting educated at an earlier age about what the effects of alcohol are. So, you know, that's a good thing. You know, we're starting to see that dwindle a little bit more. It still happens, you know, but underage drinking does happen and we want to make sure that parents have the tools that they can, you know, available to them so that they understand, you know, what they can talk about with their kids, you know, ways to talk about alcohol and alcohol use and what will happen, you know, with the, as a consequence of that. So we try to make those tools available to them on our website as well. Okay, good. And what's that website? Because that is a good resource for parents, I'm sure. And the parent, being a parent of two teenagers myself, yeah. I believe it. You yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. Anybody who in, has interest in um, in those you know, tools and tips can go to mhrbwcc.org, you know, and on our prevention pages we have a lot of information there and tips and tools to talk about uh, alcohol and drugs with your kids. Okay. And so do you find that a lot of parents talk to their children or is that something that parents shy away from in terms of talking to their children about their teenagers, their children about alcohol use and alcohol abuse. Well, I think in in this day and age, parents are taking the chances and and going and talking with their kids about it. You know, and that's a great thing. You know, people are out there talking to kids and helping them understand what what is possible out there. There's a lot of information coming at kids now, you know, with social media, lots of, you know, things or ability to see things on TV, you know, there's all kinds of channels for information. And so kids are having questions that they they need answered. You know, parents are out there helping answer those questions for them. All right, that's good to know. Now, let's talk about treatment in terms of treatment um here locally and treatment in general. What treatments is available for those that have an alcohol addiction? There's a variety of treatments. You know, it depends on the person, and that's what our job is is to help people discern, you know, what the right treatment option is for them and uh, and then, you know, find those options for them. That's one of the, the things that we contract with agencies to do. Talbert House, uh, Solutions, Butler Behavioral are, the, are some of the agencies that we work with uh, to deliver a variety of things. And they do a, a variety of treatments that are you know, tailored to the person, you know, as they come in, when they, when they assess them and they look at the situation and what the causes and catalysts are for that alcohol use, then they'll make that determination. There are medical treatments, you know, some medications that people will use to kind of ease that alcohol need and that sort of thing. But therapies, you know, cognitive therapies and, and group therapies and individual, you know, therapies are also options as well. Usually there's a blend of those two things, depending on the need and the alcohol use. But that's an individual discussion um, that each therapist has with the person that comes in, you know, and, and again, based on the assessment that they do. Okay. So I'm sure in that assessment, it's determined if they should have 
uh, inpatient treatment, outpatient treatment, and that type of thing. That's right. right. Because yeah. it can look different, as you mentioned. Exactly. You know, for each person, you know, like I said, you know, it's an individual thing. You know, so, you know, depending on the situation that caused all of that, it may be a necessary thing to go in for an inpatient treatment for a while. You know, and those types of options are available to us here in in this region, too. We're very lucky to have those available. All right, good. And again, this morning, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking about April is Alcohol Awareness Month. We're talking to John Cummings. He's with Mental Health Recovery Board serving Warren and Clinton Counties. Now, what impact does this all have on families when we talk about alcoholism? Because it doesn't just impact the person that's suffering. Right. It impacts loved ones as well. Let's talk about that. That's a critical piece. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, families will see a variety of things happen with that. As we talked about earlier, you know, the individual who's affected by the alcoholism doesn't necessarily notice it because, you know, they've been using it as a crutch to cope with whatever issue is happening. But it can lead to other issues. For example, you know, families, you know, are seeing the money go toward the alcohol that would go toward their, um, you know, bills for food, for utilities, for mortgages, for things like that. You know, and you start to see those types of things build up. There's a lack of food in the house. The utilities get cut off. The mortgage, you know, goes unpaid and maybe, you know, foreclosure can happen and those types of things will will happen so it does affect the family unit you know in a place to live in a place to stay and in relationships as well you know those are all you know tied in so alcoholism affects people in so many different ways and so many tentacles you know go out to affect not just that person that's dealing with the alcohol use but all of the family members the coworkers the friendships and all that that are around them as well. Okay, and so what resources are available to family members as well if they have someone, again, if they have someone addicted to alcohol and their family and they want help for themselves? Sure. There's all kinds of Al-Anon chapters around that that are helpful. You know, those are great personal resources um, and and support mechanisms uh, for people who are dealing with family members who have alcohol issues. But You know, counseling is also a big thing. You know, a lot of therapists will look at not just the person having the issue itself, but the the people around them will also need some kinds of therapy as well. So that's a really important piece, you know, to to take into consideration. It's also, you know, important for people to have other coping mechanisms as well. So that's part of what therapists will do. Um, They will bring the whole family in sometimes to, you know, assess what other needs there might be and what places that they can refer them to, I guess, you know, that's probably the better way of of putting it, you know, where they can, you know, pull in new techniques to, to help not just themselves, but help that person that's dealing with the issue as well. All right. And with that, we're running out of time this morning. John, again, what's the website? If our listeners would like more information about alcoholism, they would like more information about the Mental Health Recovery Board serving Warren and Clinton counties. How can they find out more? They can reach us at uh, 513-695-1695 or go to our website at mhrbwcc.org. All right. Thank you, John. Good to see you again. You too, Rodney. Thank you. Appreciate all your time. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. 
You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.